camping. Accidentally fasting camping. Hello, <laughs> hi everybody. This is your favorite husband and wife duo of podcasts. Hello, Accidentally Fasting. My name's Katie. And I'm Alex. I'm Alex, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Accidentally Fasting, the podcast that we make every week that I do the same intro every time that we do it because that's what we do when hey we do this stuff. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Accidentally Fasting. <laughs> uh, this is the camping episode. Like Katie said, we're gonna, we did go camping and we're going to talk about camping. We're going to talk about the trip that we went on. Uh, it's going to be really pro-tippy. Because we go camping quite a bit. Yeah, so if you don't want to hear two assholes telling you what to do and turn off now, just kidding. Fucking cut it out. Just kidding. We ain't going to do that. We're going to talk about stories and whatnot. But first, I want to let you guys know, if you don't know yet, that we have t-shirts that are available for your your beautiful pleasure, putting on your titties and chest and, and everything. Yeah. You can even clean up uh, baby poop with it if you want. You can do whatever you want. You can buy it, burn it, sell it to somebody else after you buy it from us. Give it to Goodwill. That'd be cool to see some homeless people sporting some accidentally fasting gear. Oh, yeah. So they're available on Amazon. Well, we'll have a thing on the website. Because they're really not accidentally fasting. That's true. But maybe hopefully they're not fasting. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, so, yeah, there we got T-shirts on Amazon with our new donut logo. We got a new motherfucking logo. You you like it? I like it. I think You're it's really cool. You're going to offend people with that accent. The, the, I don't know what the region. The demographic of New Jersey that listens to us. Jersey. I don't know if I'm going to offend anybody from Jersey. So, shout out to Pennsylvania, the Pittsburgh area, and uh, Wexford and Meadville, whatever the fuck you guys are, and also San Jose, California. 10% of our listeners you know come from each of y'all Wexford, motherfuckers. Wexford is an Amish uh, Amish territory. Shout out to the Amish They're listening, listening to, to us, us on your wooden radios, even though we're not the radio show. Uh, yeah, so that's crazy. Our new thing is we got we got the 10% of our listeners are in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and 10% of our listeners are in California. And everybody else is uh, all around the world because we got the Australians. Actually, we have some listeners in Perth now. Gazunta. Damn, dude. Take a shot every time I sneeze. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah, take allergy medicine when you go camping. Pro tip number one from the. Oh, no, the let's not class. already get into no, that. Not really. Um, so we just went camping on a camping trip, obviously, where you go camping. And we were in central New Mexico. Uh, a little bit west of Socorro and between there and Magdalena. So south of Albuquerque. South, south, southwest of Albuquerque. Can you stop with those accents, please? Yeah, I'm Thank stopping you. now. No more accents, people. I'm talking <laughs> like this. So we were in a little little shithole called Water Canyon, which was is one of the most beautiful spots, I think, in New Mexico. A uh, really cool place because it, it, it's in the middle of the desert. If you follow me on gas station snacks, I enjoy sneezing at gas station snacks on Instagram. Slash weasels. Um, you would have seen our pictures, or it was—it's extremely beautiful. Yeah, and I don't think we posted any on Instagram accidentally festival. We will before you hear this. Yes. So, check out the pictures of Water King. It's a cool spot, uh, but it's my spot, so you can't have it. Uh, it's really cool. It's a built-up campsite, so it's got shitters and shit like that, and people go there and stuff and things, tables. But that's kind of what we're going to talk about is how we got into camping, uh, all kinds of the history of camping. But first, we want to go camping over Camping was invented in 1982 by John Camper. <laughs> John Camper, uh, the first camper ever. Uh, that's not true history. Nobody knows who invented camping. Yes. Camping was invented. That's not true history. Camping was the that. first invention ever. The first recreational activity. It was more like living. You know, you don't, it's not camping back in the day. It's living. Isn't camping the only way to live? That's true. That's true. So we went to Water Canyon. We just spent the night there, which I don't usually like to do. I like to but do We the got there super nights. early. Yeah. So we got there during the sun. It rained a little bit, but it's surrounded by mountains. Like I was saying, it's a, it's like a little little oasis in mountains in the middle of the desert down there. And the land near Socorro is really cool. It's a really if you ever get a chance to drive down that way, travel through the southwest. It's not like a desert. 
It's more like a high desert, I guess is what you'd call it. It's got a lot of, we do got the tumbleweeds, which are a Russian plant. They huh. came over from Russia. Wow. Fucking assholes. That's why uh, Rasputin's hair looked like a tumbleweed. Yeah, and that's why Putin doesn't have no hair, because it's all over here in the tumbleweeds. <laughs> um, so it's a cool little spot, and it is a 40-minute drive-ish from the very large array, the VLA, which is a really interesting sight to see if you don't know what it is. The VLA is the National Radio Astronomy Observatory, NRAO. I think I got that right. <laughs> uh, very large array. It's, it's 27, 92-foot tall radio type. They look satellites. like satellite dishes, but they're not for satellites. They're for radios, radio waves. And they so, take pictures of space. Yeah, they absorb radio waves from outer space. And they're in the middle of nowhere, these 27 satellites. There's actually 29. There's an extra and one they're working on or whatever for display all the time. But they're in a Y-shape uh, formation and can be about 13 miles apart or something like that. But they're massive, and they're in the middle of this deserty type, high deserty type circle of mountains that's 7,000 foot elevation to block out humanity's radio waves. And they take pictures of the center of the galaxy and yeah, it's, nebulas. It's, it's and pretty nebulae. surreal if you've seen uh, Contact. That's probably the most famous movie that they're featured in. But they've been yeah. featured in a lot of different movies. They've been in a Bon Jovi video for some reason. <laughs> they were in Terminator, I think, Salvation, maybe? Mm, One of the Terminator movies. Was that four? I don't fuck. But know. it was established in like 1973, I think, by John Camper. Just kidding. I don't yeah. remember the dude's name. So the the super history of this shit is we we, we did go to a, we were super happy. It was Sunday, and the you know the the tour center whatever was um, open. So we yeah. were excited about that. So they've got a little. So yeah, to just sort of to explain, you're going out on Highway 60 down the middle of fucking nowhere in the middle of fucking New Mexico. And you see these little, what they look like is satellite dishes, like we said. And they're just kind of dotted all over the landscape. There's 27 of them out there. And you're kind of like, oh, that's not as impressive as I was expecting, at least for me. And then we got closer and I was like, damn. I just, how they're laid out is just, I, I was talking to Alex at the time. I was like, damn, it's like they're all looking up to the, the Lord or some shit. They're all faced. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's, it's, they're all faced a certain way. It looks like they're kneeling down on their knees. Yeah. And like, it's fucking weird. So I didn't know this, but the, the proximity of the dishes to each other affects the re the resolution of the image. So it's something like if they're super close together, they can get better resolution of small objects, but if they're far apart, they get better resolution of big objects or something like that. And by big, I mean motherfucking huge. Huh. Because they're space, space objects. It's, I think also the whole, it's so, you know, desolate out there. Like it really is the perfect place for some aliens, you know? Yeah. If you feel like you're on, well, I felt like I was on Mars out there. I mean, every place in New Mexico makes you feel like you're on Mars. But that's true. That absolutely was just something very, it's a unique experience. Yeah. And the, the other cool thing is they're upgrading it over the next, what is this, 2019. So 31 years. And in 2050, they want to have the next gen VLA or something like that, NGVLA. Something well, they're like already on, like, because the VLA was the original or mm -hmm. whatever, and so it's progressed. A There's a the very acronyms. large base something or other, uh, VBLA or VLBA or whatever. And then there's, I saw a cool thing, Alma is another, so just to kind of go over these, like they call them, I think they're telescopes, but they're, I think that's what they call them, but they're just mass dishes spread out all kinds. And Alma is in uh, somewhere in South America, Argentina or something like that. No, it's in Mexico, isn't it? I don't I think so. I was looking so. at the map and it was. Well, Alma is a separate one from the VLA oh, and GVLA. Okay. Alma got a picture of the center of our galaxy, and they think there's cold gases spinning around our black hole, Sagittarius A. Uh, so here's your science for the day. But it's, a, I mean, you know, uh, the VLA is a really cool thing. If you, it's, it's, 
I don't know of any other scientific, like, shit around the country that's fucking cool like that. Yeah, you, you know? can bring the whole family. They got uh, astronaut food. Uh, you can't have your cell phone on unless you're taking a picture. And then you gotta turn it off. Airplane mode, yeah. So, but they're 82, 84 feet wide and 92 feet high or something like that. And they got a big barn they build them in and a data yeah, center. Yeah, that barn was probably the creepiest thing. Yeah, uh, and then 120 gigabits per second or something like that is their data rate transmission. What they say was a whole book of uh, War and Fear Peace and per second. And War and Peace, <laughs> yeah, Crime and Punishment. I don't know, one of the big ass books I never read. <laughs> uh, so that was really interesting, and we had been camping the day before, so it was really cool to go out, do a night camping, wake up early, and go to the VLA out past Magdalena, where they have one gas station. Uh, they have two, but one of them is not in use because it's pumps from like the 1900s. 1900. So. there. Yeah, I was reading while I was on the shitter at the uh, very large Areola uh, travel center. Um, there was, I was reading a lot of informational like pamphlets, materials on the cowboy, you know, the, the, the history of Socorro. Which is that town we were talking about and all the all the cowboys and, and everything. I like shit like that. Yeah, it's really cool that there's so much Wild West history out here. Like Lincoln, New Mexico is where some dead dude's buried. <laughs> uh, they got that graveyard. Lincoln really is a really weird town. Some no, dead dude? He's out somewhere near there. He's in Lincoln County, I think, but not Lincoln the city. Remember there's that creepy graveyard in Lincoln? Oh yeah, I love that graveyard. Uh, there's a lot of cities in New Mexico, for those of you who haven't been, where you're driving for like an hour or two in the middle of a dusty-ass fucking grass field. And then there's like a building that used to be a post office, a couple of wagon wheels, and a truck. And you're like, well, there's who a the list fuck of lives here. Like you can go on Wikipedia and type in ghost town, and it'll populate, you know, all mm. the all the ghost towns. So, um, the ones that you think are ghost towns, like I thought when we were driving through Magdalena, no offense to any of our listeners from there, that uh, it was a legit ghost town because all of the businesses were closed. But but that's how Socorro is too, and supposedly it's a uh, mining. They got a fabulous brewery University. restaurant there. Yeah, it's not a brewery anymore, but shout out to that lady at Socorro Springs restaurant that kept fucking up our shit. Yeah, Alex was glaring at her and we got tons of free food, cake. aka two pieces of cake. cake. They had fantastic calzones. And when you're done camping for like even a day or whatever, you gotta it's always have a, good to you pick have out a good meal. Yeah. Nice hot meal. So that I mean that whole trip was uh, that whole thing was super relaxing. Normally when we camp, I don't really feel as rejuvenated. I'm usually super sunburnt, um, super hungover depending on how much I drank. Uh, super kind of feel shitty because of the food that we eat, you know. So it was nice just to go and just have it be chill. No, you know, no drama. Just yeah. us two. We played Mancala in the tent while it was raining. Um, I got yeah, to really listen nice to Six Nine out in the wilderness on my little Bluetooth speaker. And some podcast Trucker Dump. That yeah, we, shout out Trucker Dump. I think we already shouted them out. Yeah, uh, we also talked about the aliens in Socorro in our solved non-mysteries episode yeah, that's so if you want to hear a little bit more about socorro i think i talk a little bit more in depth about the alien ufo stuff because that's the biggest the most reputable ufo report in the motherfucking country so and speaking of paranormal shit and camping uh because we have the camping episode of uh, guided agitations uh, that involves Bigfoot. I read the FBI's <laughs> file on Bigfoot today because it's Ooh. on the, it's online in their vault.fbi.gov or some shit like that. Go check it out. It's not Talk in. Talk about it. Elaborate. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to. I'm trying to explain <laughs> to the people. You go to the FBI vault and there's a section called frequent requests and then there's another one unsolved or something phenomena or unexplained phenomena. And there's like UFOs and Roswell and all this shit, but Bigfoot's fucking hilarious because it starts off and it's a letter. So basically these files are pictures, newspaper clippings, letters, memos, stuff like that. So the first file in this, or letter in this file is a guy writes the FBI and he says, Hey, I'm from the Bigfoot Institute in Del Dulles or Dallas, Oregon, Oregon, for all you Oregonites out there. Uh, and I sent you 15 hairs that had tissue attached to them 
and we could not figure out what kind of hairs this shit, or what kind of animal these hairs came from. So they're like, please, I showed you my hairs, please respond. <laughs> so then the next file is an internal memo in the FBI where this guy is like, hey, just got this letter from this weirdo in Oregon, and he sent us 15 hairs. He wants us to process them, figure out what kind of animal it is, because they can't. Please respond. Waste of fucking resources. I know. So then they get another letter from this guy in Oregon, and it says, this is a serious inquiry. Is his name blacked out when you read no, these? No, it's like John Dipshit or something like that. <laughs> John Camper? Yeah, John Camper. So he's, he sends another letter, right? And he's like, this is serious, bro. Come on, don't be fucking around. Like, send me my, test my hairs. Or don't, but send them back if you don't. I just thought the FBI should do this because, you know, it's fucking Bigfoot and shit. Then the FBI gets another couple internal memos. There's some, there's some newspaper clippings of Bigfoot with the famous pictures we all know and love. And then the guy sends a fucking another letter. And he's like, dude, please send back my hairs if you're not going to respond, super serial guys. So then the FBI responds. So what year was this? 76. So... The FBI writes this guy a letter, and it says, Dear Sir John Camper, Dear Sir John Camper at the Bigfoot Research Institute of Dallas, Oregon, whatever the fuck you say it, these hairs are from a deer. Oh my god. Sorry, guys. These hairs, these hairs are from a deer. Please find your 15 hairs enclosed. Oh, man, they had to send back the hairs? Well, yeah, he wanted them back. Did the UPS prioritize that shit? I don't know what they did in the mail back then to to make sure 15 hairs made it to the guy in Oregon from... Well, at least they kept his hairs intact. So what did he say? Did he think they were lying? I mean, that's the thing. You can tell those people anything. They'll, They'll, you know still think that they're lying even though they have the proof there was the fbi wrote him the letter and sent him the hairs back and then they had a picture of the hairs (laughs) which was stupid because it's a photocopied photograph so did it look like bigfoot hairs it looked like a bunch of hairs i don't know but you know it's it's a picture they took in 1970 whatever and then they did a photocopy of it and this is probably a photocopy of that so it's really all of it's really bad resolution so just, you know, so everybody feels safe throughout that, you know, that was a bit of a story. But there's there's no Bigfoot that we know of yet. So did you, fi- did you, because um, you talked about the files that were released regarding UFOs. Do you think, mm-hmm. was there more information about Big big Feet? Or did you think that this had more validity or anything more uh, substantial than the UFO stuff? It was definitely a funnier conversation than the <laughs> UFO stuff. I thought but. the... Uh, yeah, that was, it was quite a knee slapper. Yeah, the UFO stuff is mostly like, uh, this guy found a weather balloon and thinks it's a UFO. But there has to be more information, because the Bigfoot shit is just seems like it's so pervasive and everywhere. Dude, that's what's crazy. So, I don't mean to derail the whole podcast on camping, but... So no, totally relevant. There's no real cool-looking footage of aliens that isn't like a mannequin floating in the sky or whatever. There is really good footage on YouTube of big feats. Like, you can see, like, people fucking freaking out. Somebody pulls out their phone, starts videotaping at a construction site, and there's a Bigfoot's walking around the construction site, and they start shooting at him and he runs night? off. No. No, I mean, the, most of these wow. are during the day. Well, Some the, guys where are the hell out. they be living? Why would they be living? Where the hell would they be living? Yukon. In the Yukon. That's where they keep them. That's where all the Bigfoot overlords are that rule the civilization of the world. I wonder if they're cannibals. New World Order, NWO, WCW. Do you think they're WWF. cannibals? <laughs> think they're cannibals? They eat themselves? No. Apparently they eat one. ass according to Miles's uh, oh, man. episode. If you Spoiler haven't listened alert. to that one, ding dong, ditch yourself over there right quick. Pause this sucker. Go listen to the camping guided agitation. Then pop right back over here. <laughs> Sp- uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. It's very sensual. Spoiler alert. If you haven't whacked off today, you're gonna. You is gonna. Now, 
uh, back, back to, to the, the important, the important business. I have my papers program. here. <laughs> yeah. I have my business papers. So overall, camping trip, pretty, pretty good. Uh, that leads us, you know, it got us talking a lot about some funny, funny, chaotic camping moments that we've had. Yeah, we've been through every type of weather possible known to man aside from a hurricane but almost a hurricane but it's new mexico so it wasn't wet maybe uh in your pants in the uh tent and some of pants after with the hurricane. beans all day <laughs> oh bush's baked beans which we didn't eat on this yeah trip. we didn't even we, eat we had the we weirdo close. like kroger brand ranch beans or whatever they were the not fact. kroger brand we don't oh know. wait let's talk about what we ate for that well first trip. of all let's tell our cool stories about the so the uh what was your favorite mishap in our camping? The favorite, you mean least favorite, favorite, or favorite? Favorite, because, least favorite. It doesn't matter. Oh uh, well, it's got to be my favorite one, and you'd probably be better at telling the story. And I think when we interviewed or had him on our episode, we did talk about it, right? Which the, is like the fourth episode of the yeah, podcast, or but something. But we did talk about it. Um, we were camping outside of Gallup, which is northwestern of. Uh, New Albuquerque, Mexico, yes. yeah, New Mexico, but um, yeah, it, it's it's an amazing. We go, I mean, we go there once a year, every year for uh, holidays and stuff. One holiday, I'm not gonna say which, in case you guys are gonna stalk us. Mm-hmm. But um, so we go, and the I think the first day we, we were planning on staying there for two days or maybe three. The first day was fine, right? Yeah, so we were camping to set the scene fucking July, 90 degrees outside, if not 100, in Albuquerque. Super crazy heat, super crazy dryness. We've been in a drought for 12 years at this point. We were at some point in that 12-year drought. And we decided, well, shit, let's go out to Gallup to go camping. So we go... Uh, to uh, the National Forest around Gallup. And we pick a usual spot, which we do uh, other times of the year with a lot more people, a lot more alcohol. But we had a good amount of alcohol. But the first night was fine. We're cool. We're chill. We got it. So halfway through the second day, we went into town. And we were hanging out in town, Katie and I. And Lance is back at the uh, campsite. And it's like 7 p.m. and it's starting to get dark. And I'm like, babe, we should probably go. I had I was driving a 98 Jeep TJ uh, two-door, four-cylinder, you know, the crappy kind of Jeeps. And it had no top. It was like the bikini top that's halfway back and then a wind jammer and you know, soft top windows. So, you know, we're sitting there, and I'm like, babe, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go, and it's getting dark and stuff. And then all of a sudden, the biggest lightning strike of the century happens, and I'm like, oh, fuck. That rainstorm's headed towards the campsite, and the campsite's on a hill in the forest. So we hauled ass out. What, it's a 30-minute drive? Yeah. 20, 20 or 30-minute drive? In the Jeep, it's even slower. And you gotta go through some little village that used to be a army base that's no longer and all they have is really a high school with a football field an old tuberculosis hospital or something yeah and then you go out past that and you're driving through this, this this forest road which is a really fantastic drive like a lot of them in the southwest but there are cows and so there's a black cow on the fucking road and i almost hit this cow but luckily we don't we swerve around we're hauling ass and we get to the dirt road, and it's a bumpy-ass dirt road. It's wet. We're well, Actually, we're about halfway to the campsite, and it starts hailing. Well, I mean, it's literally the craziest weather. Like, I was so I was so worried about Lance. I'm like, the fuck's going on with him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was sunny. It was sunny when we got to town, super dry. We left. It started drizzling. Then it starts fucking hailing, you know, like moon-sized hail that's just smashing into us and fucking coming into the jeep and stuff and then we get we're we're hauling ass down this bumpy ass road and my knee is hitting the switch that turns off my headlights like water coming into the jeep too right oh yeah yeah there's no there were so many holes in that fucker so then we get to the campsite after my headlights have been turned off and we're bumping the suspensions fucked up because it's from 1998 and it's old stiff ass suspension and then Lance is sitting in his truck smoking a he's, cigarette. No, he's like, hey, guys. 
<laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, welcome back, asshole motherfuckers. You left me here. I think, uh, didn't he just, th and then we just threw everything. Like, we didn't even well, pack anything. Yeah, like, he had put tarps over stuff. So we had, like, a table and all kinds of shit. And he just covered it with tarps and put what he could that would have been destroyed or whatever in his truck. It was lightning really, really bad, too. Yeah, and he was really worried about that. Because, like I said, we were on a hill. So then it's like, what, 10 p.m.? Yeah, maybe something even like later. That. And we haul ass into town, and we got this hotel. And it's not a fancy hotel, but for the town, for the it's town, probably it's the fanciest. Fancy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we walk in, and the three of us are covered in fucking mud and filth, and Lance from packing up the site as best as he could in the rain, and, and Katie and I from driving in the Jeep and packing up what we could while it was raining. And the hair's all wind-tozzled and everything. Yeah, and the guy's like, um, how can I help you? And I think I was probably even crying because I'm so dramatic, like, I can't handle anything. It's possible there were some <laughs> tears shed, but it wouldn't have been just you. <laughs> I would have been upset that we had, uh abandoned camp yeah i'm but. pretty sure we smelled but yeah so we walk in we end up staying the night there and then going to applebee's yep we went to motherfucking you know comfort food it's the only way we can handle that comfort horrible margaritas night. yeah, yeah absolutely so yeah so i i guess it's it ended up being a really good night you know it was it was different it was cool that we got to experience all that because I think it taught us shit perhaps, but Well, we it taught us had... to expect the unexpected and yeah. now at least gear wise. Well, especially out there. Yeah. It's always fucked up weather out but, there. Well, it rained down in water canyons. You never fucking know. It's insane out here because we went camping at Lake Abiquiu where I had never, I've jumped off piers when I was growing up in Hawaii and little things, but I jumped fucking 60 foot cliff or some shit like that. Highest I've ever jumped. Hurt the fuck out of my bung, not my bunghole, but my, my leg, I guess my actual buttocks when I landed in the water. But it was really fucking cool. See, I didn't do it because I don't even think I had a bathing suit. I think I was wearing my yeah. bra and undies. So yeah, I, I think like, you Ugh. you'd not. I think yours had broke earlier. Or something. Oh yeah, it broke like in the fucking. But that was a, again. We got rained out there. We went up Cerro all the mountain and the in Cody our friend Cody's trooper that's all decked out and shit the next day which was really fun but we had to leave because it was raining so hard the and later then, that day and then all the our tents got wet yeah well they didn't have a he had a rain fly didn't put it on oh. so that was he was his gear was just fucking soaked so you know you live you learn and then you go camping and then you really just I mean the best way to do it I think is like live out of your if you've never been camping live out of your backpack at home for a day and you know like oh i don't have toilet paper in my backpack i don't have a toothbrush if that's what i need in my backpack i don't have you know whatever it is take i would say a headlamp that preferably has red light switched red and white light alternating a good fixed blade knife and a big hat to keep the sun off your noodle <laughs> Yeah, sun, tons of sunscreen and tons of water too. Like, water especially if you're good. drinking, you don't like. We were camping in Elephant View, which is a lake or pond or whatever here in New Mexico. Uh, it's a man-made lake. It's by truth the consequences. Yeah, and the cool thing about Elephant Butte is there's actually a city at the bottom of that lake. Super creepy as it sounds, but. They, I don't know, what, or I guess it's a village or whatever. It's something is at the bottom of that lake that you, people used to live there. And they wanted to make a man-made lake. And I think it was one of those ghost towns or they paid people to leave or some shit. So they did that and then they cut off the river, the, uh, the magnanimous Rio Grande. And they pumped it full of fucking water. But, and that's a different kind. I mean, that's a different kind of camping. We would go there or we go there and we still have our tent, but it's definitely extremely populated. Um, you end up hanging out with weirdos that you yeah. meet there. Yeah. Like we were hanging out with these really racist people from El Paso, I think. And then somewhere in Texas, I started freestyling yeah. to them, telling them they were racist and stuff. Well, and I was wearing a schmog because uh, I think that's the greatest camping protection for your head ever. And 
the guy was like, what kind of terrorist guy you been doing? Being? Yeah, then he was like talking shit about Mexicans and one of my really good friends was there and she's Mexican. She's like, people are stupid. They don't think that um, yeah. there can be lighter Mexicans. Well, but... and they also, but they had moonshine. Well, the guy walks up, we're, 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 we're setting up our little camp. Oh, yeah. We were there a little late, which was, you know... We were we were supposed to leave Albuquerque. It's like a three, two or three hour drive or whatever. Supposed to leave Albuquerque at like three p.m. Some people who went with us, and, you know, ended up being three hours late. So we were there after dark. We had never been there before, and we ended up setting up camp like right next to the fucking water. Like I didn't know that if I had driven ten feet more, we would have been in the lake. And was that the first time? No, the because the first time we went. I think it was because it was mm -hmm. super dark and we didn't know if we were going to drive into the water or anything. Right. And I didn't, we didn't know cool. what it looked like. Well, what was sweet about that was actually the next morning when we woke up and saw the lake. Yeah. We were, or the butte. And we were like, motherfucker. Well, yeah, the, the hillbillies were like, you this is a chicken shit fire. Y'all want to go to a real fire? Yeah, because we had Your a little grill. fire was pretty good, though. Yeah, they had a pretty good fire, but they also had two campers blocking the wind. Yeah. And Elephant Butte's a windy-ass fucking place. Oh, yeah. And if you want to, if you cook something there in the fire, I mean, to prepare just to eat sand the whole time. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of the bummer about high desert slash desert camping is... It's dirty. Well, it's, it's dirty. Yeah, but it's also, we have a lot of fucking wind and more so than rain... Because we've camped entire weekends, like three night trips in the rain, and it's no big deal. But to me, wind is more yeah. fucked up than rain. Like if you're, we've been in scenarios where our tent is laying flat on top of us because the wind is pushing it down so far. Yeah. Where we're like, we got to leave because we can't go outside because it's raining too hard, but it's also so windy that we can't enjoy ourselves in the tent. Yeah. And I, I think like just from my or our experiences with all of this, you should definitely uh, have, I'm not saying like just carry on 400 extra bucks, but have the plan that you may have to end up going to a hotel or something. Cause depending on how far you go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, well, it you can always might get fucked or you could sleep in your car. Yeah. I was going to say that. Like you can always, I mean, you know, always plan for the worst, but expect the best in places with volatile weather. Um, in the summer here, it's not that bad if you go to a place that's not Elephant Butte or, you know, super flat and windy. But uh, you can at least expect sort of stuff. But like we said earlier, we got hailed on the biggest hailstorm we've ever been in while camping in the middle of fucking July. Because they get those supercell type deals that the, the, the rain rises up higher and it freezes and then comes back down and it's a cycle and then when it's finally heavy enough to fall it's hail so mm -hmm. it's big hail like i don't know dime, yeah dimes is that a thing dime-sized hail we don't know here <laughs> we never seen it before i think also like uh for women it can be a little bit um intimidating to camp like with not in an rv or whatever because you have to deal with all the th womanly things that we have to deal with, like tampons, pads. Uh, if you randomly do start your period, having to pee, um, you know, all of it can be difficult. Plus, I mean, like, if you're, like, going with friends and stuff, like, kind of sucks to have to be wearing no makeup, looking ratchet AF, hair a mess. I mean, there's certain things that you can do to make yourself feel still pretty, still feel pretty while camping. Well, you can get those gravity showers where it's kind of like a camel pack with a small shower head. My advice is just get you some good texturizing hairspray. Um, not dry shampoo because it ends up feeling really gross if you use all the dry shampoo and a bunch of dirt in your hair. It's like a big clump of shit. Oh, yeah. So get some texturizing spray. Um, gotta have makeup wipes, but make sure you have, uh, you know, some good, good eye drops really, really help. Uh, your allergy pills. Um, there is all, also baby wipes are really nice too for uh, keeping yourself for, clean. For multiple day camping trips, baby wipes are fucking phenomenal. Especially if you ever go to the bathroom. And, and I think bringing a toothbrush and some good whitening toothpaste always makes me feel so much cleaner too. And then if you're like me who sweats in weird orifices, aka under boobs, 
uh, powder under your boobs for athlete's foot powder. That's, that's kind of what too. I was saying is like, you gotta, if this is a, you know, before you go on a trip, live out of your, live out of your gear, you know, however it's packed up your backpack or whatever for a day and just make sure you've got everything that you need that you would want. Yeah. You don't have to have all the niceties that you do here because it's a temporary fucking thing and you know, there's cities all over America where you can get your damn fucking sardines or whatever, but uh but I, I would say that as as a as a person who loves camping, just you know, speaking of shitting and pissing and brushing teeth and all that shit, like is my my personal request to all you fasters out there please fucking please leave the place better than how you found it just dish soap toothpaste it fucking kills shit and more people camp there than just you know the, in the us one one group of people or whatever so it's going to build up over time and and wreck shit so be mindful of, of the nature and, and the serenity that you want to experience by not dumping gray water and all this shit and not treading off the beaten path and stomping on, you know, flowers and shit. Because that's a big deal, which we talked about, I think, before, how the Instagrammers are going out and yeah. destroy, completely destroying super unique places yeah, sad. for selfies. And so just... You know, I, I, I tell people, if I'm camping with somebody, I get all, that's my pet peeve. And I'll be like, yeah, hey, dude, like, you, what you're doing right now is wrong. Please don't do that. Uh, don't dump your soap water or your, your toothpaste water and, you know, whatever. But speaking of that stuff, fucking, how about some cooking in a cast iron Dutch oven over a campfire? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, like, I, I know that some people like to only eat a can of Spam or whatever when they camp, but... My tip just to, I like having tons of snacks around, like just constant snacks. Cause you're just, you know, you're sitting there chilling all day. Like gotta have your snacks, things that you think that you go to the store and you're craving a honey bun for your camping, indulge a little bit, get that honey bun. Cause that's going to make you real happy. Yeah. And get that motherfucking bacon and them beans or whatever, you know? I'm, oh yeah. I'm a vegetarian. So we were going to do veggie sausages this time. You can't but, say I'm a vegetarian if you eat meat once a week. Okay, I eat meat once, maybe a week, but eighty percent vegetarian. Uh, rules were meant to 20 be broken. Twenty percent heartless. Don't fucking judge me, people. <laughs> you know you done did it. So well, the goal is to not eat as much meat. So we were gonna cook veggie sausages, but we did. Yeah, we brought ve well. Yeah, we did, and then we ended up eating hot dogs. Hot dogs. It which, was really good wow. though. We put it in. A, we had it mixed up with those Kroger beans, like I was saying. Yeah, the ranch beans with the sweet onions in them. Very mm, good beans. And yeah. then we got this weird ass fucking mustard that was from Coleman's. England and Whoa. ended up being like wasabi or whatever. It's a very very spicy mustard, um, but I will say that. The two best pieces of, three best pieces of gear that I own uh, are uh, uh, just a plain old lodge camping Dutch oven with legs and a, and a nice lid so that I can cook on the lid and leave the Dutch oven above coals if I need to. Uh, my fixed blade bench, bench made uh, bushcrafter uh, knife for cutting and stabbing and gouging and digging and all that fun stuff. And then, well, actually, that's not true, just for cutting. They don't use a knife to do other stuff. Um, and then a headlamp, like I was saying before, because you need to look at what you cook in, and you need to look at what you cut in before you eat it. So those three things, you can go camping with just them, if it's warm enough, dry enough, and people like you. So, let's see. The, the... I mean, we've been what, through so fucking many... What kind of, I mean... I. I want to talk a little bit more about meals that, because I think cooking while camping is always fun. And you always got to have coffee too. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. That's a really good topic because I am addicted to caffeine mm -hmm. by means of coffee. And uh, it's expensive, but super easy to do coffee. The lowest end jet boil, it's like 70 or 80 bucks. It's a little like propane-ish type pot that you cook your stuff in. For boiling water, they make a French press attachment. You boil your water in like five minutes, pour your grounds in, press it, 
Everybody mm -hmm. got coffee. Easiest, best way to do it. If you don't want to invest that much in something, if you're just going to use it for uh, coffee, boiling water, which I think, it, I mean, it's useful for everything. You empty a can of beans. Uh, camping pro tip number 1,378,000 and two. Don't cook shit in the can. Don't don't take your fucking oh, fuck. Don't don't take your uh, chef boyardee no. jumbo meatball spaghetti mm. and stick it in the fire because we used to do that. But from what I understand, better safe than sorry. I don't know if this is fact or nor fiction. It, but it's pronounced sorry for our Canadian listeners. Uh, hello Toronto and uh, Vancouver. You 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 don't do that because it's got shit in the lining in the can that's meant to protect it that leaches into your food and then you get stomach cancer and throat cancer and brain Stay cancer woke, and bro. finger cancer you get all these cancers so just put it in a pot get it get a pot you know two dollars stainless steel coated in ceramic blue speckled pot which they sell at every store where you can buy camping gear where's, where's what's your favorite camping gear store. Ooh, Amazon. <laughs> I like. I don't like. I REI. asked you for a store out of all the. I you gotta choose a store. Sportsman's Warehouse is easily the best camping gear store. Yeah, that's true. They See? Sportsman's has a great supply of cast iron, survival gear, camping gear, knives. But you can't test out the chairs on Amazon, you know. That's true. Yeah. Uh, another pro tip: unless you're okay with dealing with uh, falling over all the time. You can use those tripod chairs that are super cheap. They're like ten bucks eh, sometimes. I don't. They're not very comfortable I like them. for a woman. Yeah, I I like them, but if you're sitting on the soft ground, you're just gonna fall over left and right, and <laughs> it's not as fun as it sounds. <laughs> but yeah, like Sportsman's is a great store to get stuff in. So go go a little crazy with the cheese whiz on the cooking stuff, cause that makes it better for everybody. Yeah, and get enough beer for for yourself, cause if you're there all day, like. You're, I mean, if you're a drinker, you're going to need that. If you want to smoke weed, go ahead and do that. Just do what you want. It's the wilderness. <laughs> do what you want to do. Except for Katie's first panic attack was had while camping. Yeah. So you got to really be, like, cognizant of your surroundings or whatever. Sure, yeah. It was an interesting group of people or whatever that we were with, but... Uh, actually near Gallup, too. So yeah. So that's kind of funny. I don't remember what year yeah, that was. Yeah, you know, if you already feel uneasy with because what happens when you camp at a certain site where a lot of people like to go if you're from a rural area or from like a small town you know a lot of people like to be community wise however a lot of those people are sketchy and they're snorting coke and stuff like right behind you so yeah so you know it's kind of like uh, if you've never done it before maybe go out with a, a Leonardo DiCaprio and the Revenant type guide that has three fingers from getting his <laughs> hand chopped in half. Pretty by sure a there's like a CampersOnlySite.com that's non-sexual that you can find a real burly man to go with you the first time. Uh, yeah, the the camping subreddit. There's great advice on there. R slash camping. Um, and surprisingly, Overland. So Overlanding is something like four-wheel drive vehicles do where you go long distances off-road so that's kind of like if you you don't you know you got your mudders your bogger your mud boggers and you got your rock climbers and your overlanders of vehicle builds or whatever and so there's a lot of really good camping tips on the overlanding subreddit and i'm sure the backpacking subreddits too but i'm not into backpacking because i don't like walking that far to go to sleep <laughs> on the dirt I like driving really far to go to sleep on the dirt. That's my thing. But, yeah, there's just so much to do yeah, while camping in the woods. Do you think that, um, I don't know, like we're giving a lot of advice, but maybe most of you guys do camp, you know, in a tent. What did you call it? Car camping? Car camping or, or uh, yeah, tent camping. So, there, I mean, there's a lot of different types of camping, glamping. You could go glamping. I would glamping. say most people, though, like, you know, co coworkers and stuff, they don't camp in a tent. I mean, they usually camp in a Everyone that I RV. work with right now, yeah, is RVers. They're, they're the RV camping people. Which, you know, whatever. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, but... Yeah, everybody likes different stuff. But there's nothing like just, you know, sleeping outside and being... I think it's really nice and relaxing. Yeah. It's different, you know, and it really is, like... I like going places without service, too. I think that's, like, the number one thing is just to not have service and, you know. 
escape a little bit from the day-to-day because we're stuck on computers and phones and this forces you to get off that shit. It's really nice. Yeah. Thoughts? Concerns? So what do you think of, like, partying while camping? Because there's, like, those serene trips, the little ones, like, we just went on. And then there's, like, the holiday camping trips where everybody's out there. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, like I was saying, you got to make sure you have enough water. You got to make sure that you got to be prepared, you know, as a woman to fucking squat every two seconds to pee. And not really have privacy. Yeah. And you got to be prepared for shenanigans because we've had, you know, family members run after people and attack them for no reason. I think every year we have that. Yeah, we have that holiday trip and every year somebody tries to fight somebody. Except for last year. But it was raining for four days straight. Yeah, when it's raining so hard, you don't got time to argue at all. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, like, there's a, a definite equation that we de- we uh, we came up with during our last trip because we found ourselves in a pickle with our beers. But it ended up being good because we weren't hungover and weren't yeah, sloshed. Yeah, we were able to wake up, up early relaxed to go stuff. to the VLA and shit. Yeah, for sure. So what was that equation that we came up with? It was uh, <laughs> people it times it's hours. Write those down, folks. People times hours equals drinks. So if you're going to have one, if you're going to be there awake for six hours with two people, you want at least 12 beers. So basically all it is, amount of people times... uh, Well, you just, you know, if you're going to have a drink an hour. And, like, that's not really the case on some trips. Like, I don't drink the last day of trips usually when we have to leave. Even if we're leaving at, like, 2, I'm not going to wake up. That's breakfast beers, dude. Yeah, but that's what I do other days, yeah. But usually not the day we're driving. Um, but no, camping while partying while camping is really cool. It's just... You don't really get to enjoy it. Like, it's more about... Like, to me, when I'm camping, I want to actually enjoy the scenery and stuff. I think when you're just focused on partying the whole time, it creates a different vibe and you're you're not focused on the environment you're more focused on like normal party shit yeah 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 well one time we went partying in the woods on a big holiday trip and you know katie and i hadn't ran into each other it's like 50 people that go on that trip it's a big camping trip and katie and i hadn't run into each other in a couple hours and i was like looking around and there's a uh four-wheeler and she just like hops on the back of it and drives off into the wilderness and it's yeah, super dark. Yeah, that was fun. I just four-wheeled the whole time. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? Where did you go? And I, I thought everybody was drinking, so I'm freaking out. And then you came back and it did turn out that somebody had crashed, but they were okay. Yeah, people were crashed. But they weren't, but none of those people were really drinking, I don't No. So that was cool. But yeah, it is definitely like... Bad decisions can be made if you're not used to drinking in the woods slash wilderness. Things, and supposedly, like, there's demons and stuff out in that particular camping site. Like, um, my sister told me that there was a long fingernail that, uh, like, brushed against her tent. So, yeah, be aware of that, too. Sounds like a blade of grass. You should probably bring a Bible with you if you're going camping and... uh, And a Quran and a Pope hat and some sage. But don't burn the sage because we don't need the, if you're in here in the southwest where we don't got no water, because fire danger is moderate, sucker. Well, speaking of that, since we, uh, are, we've camped so much in New Mexico, what about some future spots that you'd like to go to? I want to go to, I want to camp in the Pacific Northwest. I think that'd oh, be Oh, man, I would I mean, love to. We're going to Alaska soon. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, to heads up. Alaska. Uh, the end of this month... Let's see. So probably the first week or second week in July, we will have an episode about Juneau, Alaska, the capital of Alaska, because size matters, Texas. Here it comes. Yeah, I'm excited. But actually, no, I take that back. I would not want to camp in Alaska. That'd be fucking scary. I don't want to deal with bears and all that shit. It's going to be the same thing, I think, in in the P. And W. Yeah, probably, but there's probably more, like, less remote places that you can go that you feel more comfortable at. That's true. I mean, but in Juneau, you could camp, like, in my dad's back. Actually, you couldn't because there were bears in my yeah, dad's backyard. Uh, yeah, I think there's... Th- so there's two places in New Mexico that I really want to go camping that we've never been, possibly four. But 
first on my list, number the Duke of New York, a number one of my list of camping spots, is the Cosmic Campground. I've been saying it oh, for yeah. five fucking years. Uh, it's 200 miles from a light. There's no light allowed other than red light. You can't have a headlamp that's white, a flashlight, headlights. You have to have red light. And you it's because people go there and they do, uh, what is it called, cosmonaut photography or as astrophotography. They take pictures of shit in the sky. But it's it's a darkness reserve. It's a legitimate, There's they are not allowed to have light within a certain amount of uh, distance. Why haven't we done that yet? It's a four or five hour drive. No. So yeah. for two days or whatever, it'd be a good holiday spot. But also I want to do it on a new moon. So it's super dark sky. Damn, that sounds crazy. Yeah. Damn. The other place is Bisty Badlands or Bitsy Badlands. I always forget which it is, but it's up by Farmington, New Mexico in the Northwest, a little more North. And I want to camp in Colorado. I think that'd be cool too. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to Pagosa Springs and shit and... Yeah, well, we need to get up to Jemez and hit the hot springs. We need to, and that's that's north of Albuquerque so about an hour. So much driving to do. Yeah, that's why we got the, the big Jeep now. Yeah, but yeah, and I don't know. I, I miss Midwestern camping too. Like camping in the woods is pretty fun too. Yeah. Um, They do more RV camping out there, it seems. I remember I went camping, quote unquote, with my family. We went to Canada and it was an RV. It was still really fun, but... Well, I think the difference between those types of places in the Southwest is everything's much further apart in the Southwest. Like, I don't think uh, I realized this until I moved here, and I don't think people who haven't been to the Southwest don't realize this, but Albuquerque is eight or nine hours from the next big city. Denver is like eight hours away, Amarillo is eight hours away, Phoenix is six hours away, but nobody wants to go there anyway. El Paso, the smallest, closest city is what? three, four hours, something like that. Yeah, four, I think four hours, four and a half. And in between, it's nothing but dirt. Like, you can see for hundreds of miles. Yeah, the skies direction. are unbelievable, too. Yeah, so it's a very open space. There's a lot of wilderness, a lot of really cool history, too, with all of the, like, the native people that lived here, the white people that came and killed them all, which really sucks. Fuck Santa Fe. Hello. And... Yeah, just shit like that out here that's really cool. Also, you know, uh, Colorado Springs is, what, six hours away? Fucking, you can camp at the Pike Peak Hill Climb, Pikes Peak Hill Climb every year. The the race where they go I up the mountain. I fucking camp in Moab. Oh, sorry. No, Moab would be sick. Yeah. That's another place. That's kind of one of those famous uh, southwestern places that, that you hear about a lot if you're outside of the southwest, I think. But, uh, yeah, there's there's tons of fucking places. Superstition Mountains, actually. Uh, Superstition Mountain? Does Stevie Wonder so, find, uh, founded it? Find, yeah, he found find it. it? Find he buried his golden treasure there. Uh, so the Lost Dutchman's treasure is in the Superstitions, and actually that's what my second-to-next novel is going to be about. Oh, shit. So we got to go camping out there, do a little bit of research up in that biatch. Yeah, I can't rough it out. Like I said, I'm afraid of uh, bears and shit and Bigfoot, so unlike some people, I don't have sex with Bigfoot, so... Yeah, but also another thing that... that Another thing that would be really fun to do would be UFO hunting in New Mexico. Yeah. I mean, we had that episode that we mentioned earlier, Solve Non-Mysteries, about, like, Dulce and Socorro and Taos and all these places around the southwest where, uh, where, you can, where UFO sightings are very common. So, cool stuff. Yes, I I want to go tornado hunting in a. Oh yeah, I don't want to do that shit. Fuck that! I'm not getting torn up by no. <laughs> Dude, my tent. Can you imagine tent camping in a fucking tornado? Nice. Like, your your the, the your school's gone. Your house is gone. Your trailer's gone. Your your truck and girlfriend and dog are all gone. <laughs> you know what happens though is when the tornado comes back your way in the opposite direction, it all comes back. Uh huh. Just like when you play a country song backwards. <laughs> <laughs> now now I want to watch Twister. Shit. Twister starring, uh, uh... Who's in that? Jerry Lee Lewis and... Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, and Nev Campbell and... I think you're... The guy from Maroon 5. Scream. 
Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, so... Were the tornadoes chasing them around the house pretending to be scary movie characters? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine a tornado with a little top hat? That's so cute. Or a tornado with a little ghost face mask? Wait a minute. There is a place called Hurricanes here in New Mexico. And isn't there a little logo guy some... Isn't Hurricanes a bar? No, I don't think so. It's like a little dry... It's like a Sonic, but a local one. Oh, yeah, it's like a drive I swear thing. it's I like a little swirly curly cue is their logo. It's on Central, right? Kind of near Knob Hill or whatever. Or no, Lomas. Should have done that for it's our logo. A tornado. I know. Could have had a way cooler hurricane logo about the accidentally fasting. So, uh, yeah, tornadoes don't really come here. But remember we were shopping for a car and there was a tornado warning and it was like, Shelter in place. Uh, uh, this is a tornado. And I was like, dude, I've been here fucking 15, 16 years. I don't years. remember that. We're shopping for a car? Yeah, down by the southeast part of town. Oh, lots shit. Of, lots of car shopping, lots of tornadoes. Really scary. <laughs> Never want to go back there. Didn't buy the car. Bad luck to have a tornado pass by you while you're trying to buy a vehicle. I know. Should probably not do that. Do you have a favorite camping movie? Um... Uh, cabin fever. Oh yeah, that's not. <laughs> I guess it's not really camping, but it sure is, ca it is. cabin camping. I don't, no, that's cabin staying. That's vacation. I think that's just. I think going in a cabin like that's camping. I mean, I don't fucking know. Uh, I say if it's, yeah, but they hang out outside and they eat s'mores and stuff. Do they eat s'mores in that movie? Oh, I don't know. I thought they ate. Pancakes. If you if you skinny dip in a lake, then it's camping. Oh, I didn't know that happened in it either. I'm that, sure well, it's because they drank the water and then they all, it's like a, I don't know. What, what is your favorite camping movie? If we're talking about cabin movies, I guess Evil Dead 1 or 2? I don't know. <laughs> no, camping. What the hell is a camping movie? Fuck if I know. I was just asking the question. Uh, <laughs> what's I that? No that fucking bear movie, Leonardo DiCaprio one? Revenant? Is that your favorite one? I guess one? that's a, I mean, it's a Frontiersman movie, but I guess you could consider it a camping Mine's movie. Mine's probably Overboard. <laughs> overboard? I guess for uh, Goldie Hahn, if you're talking about the original, that kind of was camping. So yeah, she, she got thrown over and she fancy, lived in that shitty... Yahtzee -watsy. That She lived in that shitty cabin. Yeah, doing the laundry and shit, being the slave of the guy who she was addicted to, Kurt Russell. Uh, which, if you're talking about other non-camping camping movies, The Thing was great. <laughs> there, there has to be a camping movie. Like, it's just people... Uh, I mean, it's always a scary one. Like, they never just have, like, a wholesome fucking That's camping true. There movie. are no, like... And this no, is probably like, why people don't like to camp. Camping. This is why people don't like to camp, though. Because there's no camping movies? Yeah. Well, no, like, no good ones. Like, the only ones that you associate, like, being out in the wilderness with are death and destruction and, and cannibals. Murder. Yeah. Uh, Friday the 13th was a cabin movie. They're all cabin movies. They don't... Well, yeah. I mean, Meatballs, right, was uh, one of them camping movies I ain't never seen Meatballs, and I'm surprised because isn't Paul Rubens in that? I don't know if Paul Rubens is. Bill Murray Pretty is. sure he is. But... Bill fucking Murray. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe we need to make our the very first wholesome, fun camping movie. What's your favorite camping song? Mm, Not about camping. Take me on country road. Is that a camping song? I don't think we listened to oh, that. Oh, hell yeah. I always play that on my get fiddle when I'm camping. <laughs> Uh, cornhole is a good game to play whilst camping and frisbees. That's really cool. You know, a lot of people don't know what cornhole is. Ah, uh, it's not you a take, uh, two plywood boards, put them at an angle, cut a hole in it, and toss a fucking beanbag in the hole. Yeah, or you, the the way the I grew up is you take a butt cheek and take the other butt cheek and rub it together. Spread it out, get a tattoo that says yeah. "I'm marrying Captain Her. Hero." <laughs> hey, have, did we talk about? I think we talked about drawn together in previous episodes. But we're rewatching that shit and. It's underrated for sure. It is. But they don't go camping in that show. They don't. That'd You're be right. really There's not enough media about camping. There's not. What's and, the deal with that? And you know, if that think about it, you grow up and that's all you correlate camping with is all that negative shit, then this is why we need to bring make camping great again. When I was little, when I was a, when I was a young warthog camping in Hawaii. Ugh, the warthog. <laughs> uh, they was I was a boy scout and we'd go camping and they'd say Make sure you, you get uh, peanut butter and you put it on your BVDs, which is underpants, because it's a little 
underpants brand or whatever. And then you hang it outside your tent because there's an escaped prisoner living in the jungle and he will come for the peanut butter and if you don't have it, he'll take you. What? Yeah, it was fucked up, right? That's so fucked up. Yeah, they used to tell us that at the Boy Scout camp. Did you just make that up? No, that's seriously what they Jesus, told us. Jesus, what the hell? Yeah, so they, they made you... Well, I mean, nobody... I don't think I noticed anybody doing it, but, you know... It still scared you, though. Did you think you were going to get murdered? No, I was pretty confident in my murderer-killing capabilities when I was 12 years old or whatever. Well, real quick, I don't know if we're running out of time, but you never, you didn't even talk about camping in Hawaii. Oh, shit. So camping in Hawaii was something totally different because we would go up into, we'd cabin camp at the Boy Scout cabin, but then we'd hike out further with just our sleeping bags and camp in the jungle in the sleeping bags, which was really cool. But it was a cool experience because you're in a fucking jungle and there's like all kinds of shit around. But my favorite's beach camping. And I don't know if you can do this in in, uh, California that that much. I don't know if it's allowed or whatever. But this is why actually Hawaii's got an overpopulation of homeless people because it's totally fine to camp on the beaches. Um, And you just, same thing, either you get a tent to keep yourself out of the sand in case it gets windy, which really fucking sucks. Sand in the wind like Elephant Butte. But you just fucking sit there. And the cool thing about Hawaii is, you know, when you're out on the beach, there's way fucking less light than even New Mexico. So you can see the Milky Way, you know, bare-eyed, plain-eyed, skin-eyed only, without any uh, optical enhancement tools. Utilities or facilities around. Yeah. So it's wow. really super cool. That's and, on my bucket list for sure. Yeah, I would love to do that. And another pro tip from uh, uh, people who drive cars on sand: don't fucking burn pallets, and don't don't fucking put nails in fires. Don't bury fires in sand. That's dumb. <laughs> I I've seen and stepped in so many fucking fires in the sand that are because they're still hot. And some dumbass fucking buries them. And, uh, I mean, to this day, it fucking haunts me. Jeez, tell me how you really feel. Uh, you didn't like your meal, did you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? But, like, like there was one time we were camping on the beach in Hawaii, and somebody buried their fire, and they uh, this little girl stepped in it. And she burnt both of her feet. Like, she was, like, jumping along the thingy, the beach or whatever, and right in a fire damn and somebody just i mean bonfires are fucking hot you know especially underneath them oh yeah and then uh nails in the sand if you burn pallets then they they burn down and then there's nails then you get a flat tire and all that shit so there's there's douchey things to do that you don't even think about that just really fuck up other people's trips so be a good camper yes please be a happy camper Happy camper shout out to Santa Fe Brewery. Not oh, yeah. Desert Fog is my new favorite camping beer. Which is a marble beer. Yes. It's a hazy IPA. Hazy. And thank you, East Coast, for hazy IPAs. Those are fucking, those, we've been having them for the you last know, couple years You know, I like the way here. they look, but I wouldn't say I normally like them that much. I do. I like the grapefruity type. What's your favorite beer to drink while camping? Whiskey. Just kidding. Uh, I'm a big fan of the malty beers, but I'm also a big fan of the cheap beers. So I'm going to say my favorite camping beer. Oh, it's not a shalata? No. Once you have too many shaladas, then your stomach kind of hurts a little bit. I'm going to say the probably fat tire. Really? More than Day Blazer? Yeah, just because Date Raper has not as much alcohol in it, so... Shout out to New Belgium for naming a beer Date Raper. That's really fucking cool it's of you. It's really innovative. Yeah. Cutting edge. Beer names. Things like that. No, I think Fat Tire probably. Sam Adams is a good one because in the winter, because I do a winter trip every year, they make a really smoky, uh, it's like a smoked porter, I guess. And Alaskan. Can't forget Alaskan. Oh, they make yeah. good smoked porters and stuff like I that, I was too. just going to say, who's the moron that drinks wine while camping? But I guess it does sound kind of relaxing. They have so many cute camping wine glasses, you know? Yeah, I mean, you can drink anything whilst camping. I just feel like that would give me a headache, you know, or, like, make me super tired. It depends where I am, but usually my drinking schedule whilst camping is wake up, and this is, you know, f- first day after the first night, first full day, wake up, 
have a fucking green apple cider or something kind of soury, sweet, citrus, fruity stuff deal, but not too, like, beery or whatever. Cook some eggs, whatever kind of breakfast you got, corned beef hash or whatever, which is a real easy camping meal. Then you crack open the PBRs, Heineken's, Sam Adams's, Date Rapers, and shit like that. Uh, and then the day goes on, and in it the afternoon... It gets cold, you need a nip of uh, nip wild of the turkey. the old hair of the dog that bit your old grandma hand that feeds. Uh, yeah, you do that. And you good? You good? I need to you start drinking coffee, like, later... Because I, I don't know, when you camp, your circadian rhythm gets reset, so you're, you actually get tired when it gets dark. Um, so I need to bring some more, like, caffeinated beverages or something. Because I don't want to go to bed at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., you know, but they make I feel like a you gotta. military energy gum that they put in MREs, mm. so you totally get 100 milligrams per piece of gum. Yeah, it's worth it. You don't got to drink a whole thing. And then you don't have to pee. And it's not probably not dehydrating you. Maybe it is. Yeah. You could chew uh, chocolate-coated espresso beans if you mm. want to be super fancy with the caffeine. I feel like that would make your breath smell real weird. Yeah. Well, like coffee. coffee, But coffee breath is real gross. That's why you got to drink is. another cider. So the dry cider is not like Thistly Cross, but Thistly Cross is good. I can't think of the one that I like ever. But anyway... This has been a very fun episode about camping. Makes me want to go again. Chilling, sitting in the rain next to a campfire, telling scary ass motherfucking Bigfoot and UFO stories. Don't forget the peanut butter man's coming for your DVDs <laughs> with the peanut butter in it. Uh, so, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope thanks, you enjoyed guys. this one. And uh, buy our t-shirts, please. Check out our t-shirts. We would love for you guys to pick them up. We are still hoping to get enough support to get better microphones and complete the studio that we are working on to record the podcast. Yes. Uh, something else that you can do is share the podcast with friends and family and lovers and cheaters and bakers and candlestick makers, and they will listen, and we get uh, like something for every listen or whatever and that's it follow us on instagram if you don't already if you just randomly found us accidentally fasting accidentallyfasting.com i'm alex i'm katie thanks for listening everybody bye-bye eat shit fuck goats